This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. This is Asian Insider and I'm Nirmal Ghosh. Now this week we return to an issue we have discussed before but only ever seems to get worse and that is the production and trafficking of meth, methamphetamines, in the Mekong region of mainland Southeast Asia. The Golden Triangle in particular, where Myanmar, Laos and Thailand meet, is a meth factory, so to speak, of the entire Asia-Pacific. And if there is one industry that thrived last year, despite the closure of borders because of the pandemic, it was meth. A report from the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime, the UNODC, confirms that seizures of meth in the region amounted to roughly 170 tons last year, which was a 19% increase over the 142 tons seized in 2019. Now, this was primarily driven by increases in five Mekong countries, Cambodia, Laos, Myanmar, Thailand, and Vietnam, which together accounted for 71% of total seizures. And by the way, on June the 18th, Thai authorities in the southern province of Satun found roughly 1.2 tons of heroin and methamphetamine hidden in fruit containers left lying around in the mangrove forest, believed to be waiting for high tide to be picked up and transported to Malaysia. To discuss this trend, I have with me Inchik Sim, Research Officer on Illicit Drugs at the UNODC in Bangkok. Inchik Sim actually put together this report. And joining me as well from Vientiane in Laos is Erlen Falk, Officer in Charge at the UNODC in Laos. Mr. Sim, this report refers to the staggering growth in seizures. But as we know, seizures are really the tip of the iceberg. What does your report tell us about the size of that iceberg? Can you elaborate on that a bit? Yes, uh, thank you, Norma, uh, for the question. I think the, uh, you know, our report really clearly described the situation uh, in Southeast Asia in particular. Uh, you mentioned at the beginning that the 71% of 170 tons of methamphetamine seized in Eastern Southeast Asia was seized in five Mekong countries, uh, namely Cambodia, Laos, Myanmar, Thailand, and Vietnam. These five countries only account for roughly 10% of the total population of East and Southeast Asia. Uh, and also, we have to look at these, these five countries not necessarily have a, a good capacity relatively uh, compared to other countries in the region. Uh, that means that, uh, in fact, the availability of methamphetamine in the market is way uh, bigger than 170 tons that were seized in the region. When you also look at the other indicators, such as uh, price of methamphetamines, uh, which uh, decreased again in 2020, uh, uh, reached the record low levels over the last decade, and also when you look at the purity of methamphetamine, it's been stable, and in fact, some countries reported increases in the purity of the drug as well. So all these things put together can say that the, uh, the availability of methamphetamine in the region uh, increased despite COVID-19. So what is the explanation for this growth in meth production and supply at a time when there were supposedly tighter border controls across the region? I think uh, we have to look at two things. Uh, first one is the mobility of synthetic drug manufacture. So organized crime groups been, uh, constantly look for areas where they can manufacture methamphetamine. Despite the uh, border closure due to COVID-19 in 2020, organized crime groups have been able to locate areas where they can manufacture methamphetamine. Uh, secondly, uh, I think we also need to look at their ability. Uh, we should not underestimate organized crime groups. Uh, they uh, successfully uh, adapt uh, their operations and they started to explore and um, exploit the cross borders of Mekong region. 
the traffic, uh, mass quantities of methamphetamine. So is this trafficking done uh, by individuals? Uh, you know, one reads about seizures uh, from pickup trucks, for example, apprehended in Thailand and so forth. You have this case of these boxes lying around in the mangrove forest. Are, are the mm -hmm. runners, are the couriers from the labs, are they individuals or are they gangs? How does it work? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, thank you for the questions. I think the, uh, the understanding of organized crime in Asia, the, uh, the operating in Asia, is quite limited. It is not like a top-down, uh, from all the way top to the bottom, that are really well in line. It is more like uh, financials. They have a certain labs uh, that they can ask them to manufacture a certain amount of drug, for instance, methamphetamine, and then after that, uh, they hire uh, careers. Uh, and then these careers, they don't know uh, where the destination sometimes because they only drive from point A to B and from point B to C there were other drivers who drive. So altogether there were um, different individuals involved but at the core there is a uh, big organized crime groups who've been able to successfully engineer the market expansion and also have uh, enormous amount of wealth that they can uh, invest in the methamphetamine manufacture. So often that when we see the truck drivers arrested uh, they are not part of the group they are merely uh, individuals who are paid very little amount of money to just drive around 50 or 60 kilometers uh, with a drug. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. Uh, Mr. Falk, Laos borders the Golden Triangle, of course, but we don't really know much about Laos as a trafficking route. But Laos seems to have grown in importance for the transnational crime groups that run this trade. Could you tell me a bit about the situation in Laos and how cognizant and responsive Lao authorities are on this issue? Well, look, you're, you're absolutely right, uh, Nirmal. Laos finds itself in a very um, challenging situation. Um, We've already talked about the increasing meth production, uh, meth trafficking uh, in the region, and Laos is really at the center of, of a lot of this. Um, it borders and really links all the other Mekong countries with a very long, difficult to control, um, easy to cross border. Um, and then you can add to that that Laos is it's a poor country. It's still considered a least developed country with limited resources, um, limited capacities to, uh, to respond. And they're, they're up against some organized crime organizations that are extremely uh, resourceful, let's say. So yes, you're absolutely right. Laos is in a um, challenging situation. And the impact on the country is, um, is very real, um, both in terms of the impact on, uh, on rule of law, um, but also, of course, the human impact. More drugs coming through the country means more availability, uh, means more use. And especially with this high-grade, um, low-priced drugs we see right now, um, it's a big concern. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned that because the uh, UNODC report mentions that Thailand reported a tenfold increase in the number of crystal meth users between 2016 and 2019. That's tenfold, which is amazing. And the price of crystal meth in Cambodia and Malaysia apparently went down last year. Are there a lot of a lot more users now in Laos? Is there a growing domestic market, or are we still looking at Laos? primarily as a transit country. The report does note a shift of trafficking to and through Laos. 
It's a good question. And look, the short answer is yes. It leads to more use, of course, primarily in the border communities, but but throughout the country. We would have liked to have even better information about this than than we do, not just uh, in terms of number of users, um, but also who uses, what groups, uh, where are they using, why are they using, all these things that can help us better plan responses, let's say. But we know it's uh, it's increasing and it's increasing fast. We hear that from all local communities we're, uh, we're working with, um, telling us more availability, more use, um, especially amongst young people. Law enforcement tells us the same, health authorities, um, treatment centers. So yes, it's an increasing problem. And the report also says that Cambodian authorities last year dismantled five clandestine synthetic drug labs, just five in one year alone. Have there any drug labs been found in Laos, Mr. Falk? Not at this moment, no, unless Inchik has any better information um, on that. Uh, but it's very much a transit country, and that's both precursors coming into the country and the Finnish drugs uh, coming the other way. Okay, Mr. Sim, I've seen reports, and I think you warn of this in your report as well, of increased amounts of meth being trafficked westward from Myanmar to South Asia, presumably to Bangladesh and beyond to India. How concerned should India and Bangladesh be about this? I think uh, it is really important to look at what happened in uh, Southeast Asia. Uh, because over a decade, the market uh, of methamphetamine uh, basically has grown every year. And Bangladesh showed a similar patterns. About a decade ago, only 1.3 million mass tablets were seized in Bangladesh. Uh, but in 2020, uh, they seized over 40 million tablets. The most concerning thing here is the, there is a, a potential for further growth in Bangladesh and India when you look at the population. Bangladesh has 160, 30 million uh, people. And India also has about 1.4 billion people, I think. So it is a really big market that can attract organized crime groups to constantly target or increasingly target these two countries. So Mr. Sim, all this adds up to the fact that supply reduction strategies have not worked as intended, which is, which is what you mentioned in your report. What needs to change? I think the perception of the uh, precursor chemical that understood by uh, law enforcement authority in the region has to be changed. Because uh, some of the chemicals that authority in the regions were looking for are ephedrine, pseudoephedrine, or P2P. These are the direct chemical precursors uh, required for the manufacture of methamphetamine. But on, these are also uh, these are used. Uh, but at the same time, we see some of the non-controlled chemicals that are not really monitored uh, by authority in the regions being also used for the manufacture of methamphetamine. So when authorities uh, limit, I would say, the list of chemicals that they have to really pay attention to, uh, organized crime groups will uh, constantly look for uh, new chemicals or a new synthesis method to manufacture methamphetamines. That is why I think that there's a huge uh, differences between the seizures of methamphetamine, which is a finished product, and seizures of key chemicals, uh, which is our ephedrine and pseudoephedrine. All in all, I think this is really important that authorities to look for uh, non-controlled chemicals, and forensic authorities also need to help law enforcement authorities to give an information what types of chemicals uh, need to be monitored and tracked. Mr. Falk, quick last word from you on that. What needs to change? Well, look, um, there needs to be more responses in a number of different sectors, right? I mentioned increasing drug use. We need um, more and better evidence-based treatment in, um, in the country. 
Same with law enforcement. Um, Inshik touched upon it. Um, we need to um, more and more move into a more um, intelligence-based type of law enforcement. So that means uh, better data collection, uh, use of data to produce intelligence, uh, more information sharing, uh, more cooperation between different countries in the region, um, better investigations, ideally investigations that uh, backtrack and go back from seizures and, um, and try to find the people uh, organizing. Inchik Sim, Erlen Falk, thank you very much for joining Asian Insider today. So as the numbers indicate, the supply of meth out of the Golden Triangle in particular is more like a tsunami which just keeps coming. And last year showed how resourceful and how adaptable and adaptive transnational organized crime groups are. For Asian Insider, I'm Nirmal Ghosh. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.